Ages passed in a world called Spanth. The land was ripped asunder and the ocean turned black in a cataclysm called the Marring. Boros survived, a land of long-lost magic, mythic beasts, and meddling gods. It is here we follow a tale, a tale of heroes, heroes we call... of Dragon Town. Hello and welcome to the Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Town. Everybody put your hands yes, in yes, the air, yes, baby. Yes, 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 we're doing it this time. An original Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Contested, mother approved. To the video box to my left, we have Donatello Whiskers, baby. Rodri Wilder Swimfin's child. <laughs> Groban Grand Maple. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Galvin Aurelis, infant. Ooh, that's <laughs> creepy. <laughs> infant. Oh, I never want to hear infant said that way ever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Just for that, hit us with the recap. Okay, last time on MQBD, Crobin. In the dream world with Joa and Elijah, slash Elijah, slapped him into different memories with his hands, but also with familiar names. <laughs> Popping into memories. We learned a lot of different things, but most notably to me and possibly you is that Extractor Piero is Igor. <laughs> Uh, Galavan tried to moonwalk away from Morgan while invisible, but he was put down by her sharp shadow blade. Then Morgan may have sucked him into the dream world with her orb. <laughs> the orb. The orb! <laughs> Rondri, meanwhile, misfired his cannon, trying to save Galavan, knocking himself onto the ground, gets up, recalibrates, and knocks Morgan's staff out of her hand. Whiskers followed Penn into the painting thing, into the fate's creepy cabin. There, he debated... At length, on whether to leave <laughs> them there, with <laughs> to babysit, and that's Excellent. where we left them. Well done. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Love it, beautiful Morrison. Captain Morrison. Love it. Absolutely. Man. Trying to go sports, you know? Sports and infants, man. Sports and oh, infants. I was feeling American gladiators. Always, always sports and infants. Sure, yeah. Same, same vibe. <laughs> Yeah, we see once more the subterranean altar of the fates. This one with decidedly less conscious people in it. <laughs> we see Rondri in the middle of an ominous purple middle zone of murder of crows swarming and pecking madly above him. Igor hiding behind a vat of melting wax. And in the far altar zone, Galavan and Crow lay unconscious. While Morgan do battle, does battle, with her arch-rival Pete the Duck. <laughs> do battle, baby. <laughs> Meanwhile, Whiskers is running towards the Fates cottage through the portal in the Altar of the Fates. He is running through the woods to back towards the Fates cottage. And Crobin and Galavan are in the dream of one Elijah Joa, the sleeper, the horror specs, you know him, you love him, he's asleep. <laughs> and whose turn it is, is Igor's. Anything for Igor, Iska? Yes, Igor is going to try to not dance anymore. 
Well, he is not in the yellow zone anymore, so he's actually going to make a charisma save. 14. Uh, okay, unfortunately, that is not high enough. Um, so Igor feels like everything is going wrong around him, and nothing he do can go right. Did he hear the <laughs> and again, the sorry, again that for the is. sorry again for the audience? His critical failure window. This is what that means. The critical failure window uh, for him has gone up from one to one through ten. Was he privy to the fact that he is this other guy? Uh, he has. He did hear Pete the Duck say that. I think he's going will, to like his eye is going to grow big. Yeah, at that. I will say it. It registers and means something to him, but he doesn't know exactly what it means. He's gonna do a uh, an insight. Ch- he wants to do that thing. Hmm, the his, weird insight. The weird insight. Yeah, so you she, doing that thing you do. So she's gonna have to make a deception check, and he's gonna make an insight check. Oh, probably not. Fifteen. Yeah, no, that's a nine. Even with her high deception bonus. Uh, so Igor, sensing a secret being held from him, locks onto Morrigan's one. The only eye that is not being covered by Morrigan right now as she slaps her hand to her face after Pete the Duck bludgeoned it horribly. And he locks onto this eye and he looks deep into her mind. And Igor sees a scene that nobody but Igor really sees. But the scene that plays before him is Extractor Piero, as he was once known, and Morrigan the Thrice-Sworn doing battle as only wizards can, slinging spells at each other through the wizard's tower. Until finally, Morrigan wins, has him on the ropes, and is standing over him, looking down at him, and then casts a spell at him that begins to hurt everything inside him. She then strides out of the room confident, and he looks down at his hands as they start to turn to claws, and he starts to touch his face as he feels his eyes growing bigger and the space between them growing smaller. He looks around the room for something to do, but he can hardly move after the damage he's taken and the transformation. But in the corner of the room, he does see one Pete the Duck that he crawls over to and grabs, making a note for Pete to give this message to whoever finds Pete the Duck next. As he looks out the window of the wizard's tower down onto the spire courtyard, he begins to record his last words as elven man, extractor Piero. And flashing back, Igor has an absolute revelation as this happens to him. And he realizes who he is. Yeah, I think one big single teardrop is going to fall down his body. <laughs> he yeah. it up all the way to the top. No. And as he blinks... He gets soaked when it falls. Yeah. As he blinks, Rondra, you can see him standing next to you. Uh, you don't recognize the face, but we will all recognize the face as the like Rorschach outline of Extractor Piero's face on his eyelids as they close. And he's going to flex his hands into fists, mm-hmm. but that was his turn, so he's done. Absolutely. He is uh, renewed and with, with a vigor that he has not felt in a long time. And it is Morgan's turn. Batting Pete the Duck away, uh, goes over to grab her staff. So Pete the Duck can make an opportunity attack. He does so. Yeah, roll that d20 for him. Oh, right. It's a 15. Okay. Uh, Pete the Duck actually does manage to whack her once more 
amazingly. Yes, yes. He does manage to uh, smash her with his bill as she is trying to get away from him. But she goes over, takes the hit, and grabs the staff up off the ground. And turning around, facing Pete the Duck, Igor, and you farther back, Rondri, you can see as Morgan whips around, the white irises of her eyes are not exactly the same as they were. They are now glowing, beaming a brilliant white light out of them. As Morgan looks towards you, Rondri, locking eyes with you, she says, in a voice that echoes and resounds, unlike before, I see now you lied to me. It is clear now. You have always known what the Kronos is. You simply don't care. You wish the destruction of our world, the annihilation of all of Spanth. You've ended far more future lives than I have past ones. You must be stopped. In Solin's name, let stopping you be my redemption. And she begins to stride over to you. Wait, are we the baddies? <laughs> nice Mitchell and Web reference. She begins to stride over to you, Rondri, and she is not going to make it there, but she is going to reach out her hand, and as she does, a spectral ghostly hand shoots out from it at your throat. Dirty 20 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Rondri, a ghostly skeletal hand yeah. shoots from Morrigan's hand and wraps around your throat. You take 10 necrotic damage as it starts to Ugh. squeeze and suffocate you. Oh, you cannot geez. regain hit points until the start of your next turn. Until then, the hand clings to you. The crows are going to fly over to you, and they're going to attempt to rob you of your gun or cannon. No! They're going to try and disarm you, so please make a contested athletics or acrobatics check. Acrobatics, and it's also two-handed, so I roll with advantage. Bingo! Ooh, that's a one. And that's a fucking 20! Oh. Is it a good thing? Is it advantage? Wait, wait. with disadvantage? No, I'm with advantage because- oh, with advantage. You rolled a one and a 20? I rolled a one and a 20. I can't- oh my I, God. I think I've only done that like three or four times in my entire life. One, that's amazing. Two, it's especially amazing because you're in the ominous purple light and a critical fail in the ominous purple light. Oh, you better believe it would have sucked, my friend. Oh, shit. So, yeah. The crows try to pluck this gun from your hands, but you do not let them, Rondri. Not only do you hold tight, but I'm gonna let you make an attack of opportunity on them. Oh, dang. Um, can I do shocking grasp, even Absolutely. though it's a spell? Yeah, I'll let right. it happen. It makes sense, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but it, I don't have the uh, Warcaster feet. Yeah, I know you don't. Uh, that's not too bad, that's a dirty 20. That hits. Uh, that's gonna be five lightning damage. As the crows mercilessly try to pluck your gun away, you it's, it's, it's happening because it's a stroke of luck. It's not something you're doing. Your gun is rattling with energy, and then all of a sudden, as the crows are trying to pull it from you, it lets out a discharge and zaps two of the crows as they fall to the ground dead. Dope. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Just back to Penn's turn. Penn is with you, Whiskers. And she is just going to follow you, whatever you're doing. She, she's ready to action to go where you go and do what you do. So we are back to the top of the round. 
Morrigan is going to uh, use her... Is she going to use her lair action? She's not going to use her lair action. She likes everything exactly as it is. Great. So she's going to keep everything exactly... Ooh, now Noah said great. Now I kind of want to change it because I feel like it's going to fuck with his shit. <laughs> I'm not even there. <laughs> I know, but he's, he's strategizing. No, no, she's going to keep it the same. She sees no reason to change it. And guess what? It's Rodri's turn. How far away is she from me? She is your movement away from you. Your full 25 feet. feet. Mm-hmm. You need to roll me a charisma saving throw, oh, please, right, right, the right, ominous right. purple light. Wait, is this versus magic? I guess I should have asked that a long time ago. It has, it has absolutely versus magic. And I have advantage on all of these. Nice. Oh my god, David. Uh, it didn't help me at all. Uh, six. A six does not help you at all. You feel like nothing can go right. Your critical failure window is one through ten. Uh, I'm gonna run up to her and mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit her with a shocking grasp as well. Yeah, actually roll to hit as her beaming, glowing eyes stare you down, uh, looking down at you as you come rushing at her. Uh, also, please make me, as you try to run over to her, please make a, I'm gonna call it a constitution saving throw. Uh-oh, I don't know. As you feel your legs buckle with pain underneath you. 16? Okay, a 16 is a success. You managed to, on shaky pain, that shoots through your legs, but you managed to ha- hobble your way quickly over to Morrigan. Uh, roll to hit. Oh, 16. 16 hits. Ooh. Yeah, baby. Yes. Dang. You see her eyes flash for a moment, and you are almost a little blinded or something, but you jam your gun into her and zap her. Uh, it's going to be six lightning damage. Ooh, yeah. As you do so, Morrigan, suddenly... You zap her and she shakes with this. The electricity courses through her and she explodes into what? a flurry of birds. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Three swarms, three murders of crows. Uh, Guys, I'm going to get murdered. Uh, emerge. Uh, Morgan is no longer standing there. Morgan, uh, is, it's the, the, there's just three murders of crows that begin flying around the room, one of which lands uh, on top of uh, Elijah's sleeping body, another of which lands uh, over by the vat, and another of which lands, um, it is on the way, way back near the entrance room over by the uh, the large hanging spool, spool that is there. Um, so there are now three flocks, three murders of crows there. Anything else? Uh, that was my movement and action. Uh, I'm going to bonus action reload because I haven't been saying that. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Nice. And also, could you please roll a concentration check for the uh, chill touch from last round, for the shield of faith? Chill. Uh, it's gone. Whiskers, your shield of faith dissipates. Crobin. And mine as Crobin. well. Dang. Yours does as well, yes. Sure. I'm in the dream <laughs> world. Crobin, you are back in the dream world at the Palatial Pagoda. I'm just pleading with... Joa, Elijah, that we need to go. We have to go right now. And then um, I'm going to grab Elijah's hand and mm-hmm. I'm going to imagine that I'm right next to all these little chipmunk guys from before. Uh, yeah, you you start to picture that, that and, and your your body starts flying in that direction. Um, come with but you? he... Does he shakes your hand off? No, he doesn't. Do you want to try and grab yeah, him or something? Definitely. Yeah, I figured. 
Uh, I got a 14. Okay, that does not beat his. So he manages to shake your hand off and you fly off in that direction. I'm not going without him. He goes, don't, don't, don't touch me. What did you say? I'm not going to leave without him. Um, Yeah, yeah, you start to fly, but you stop. You know, with him and I'm like, why won't you come with me? That's not, that's not that person that... My my mother would never do this. My mother, no, 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 no. She's this doesn't make any your sense. Mother. She's she's working with the candle keepers to try and subvert Vale. What are you? And as she, she puts his hands to his head and clutches it, screaming, you flash again. You see a familiar scene: Elijah, young child Elijah, oh boy. arriving at the spire for the first time. The scene you've seen before. Again, the looming black towers. You get a pang of fear and dread in your gut as the figure, ominous figure, opens the door. But then the scene continues. You see this figure wearing this hooded black cloak with a white crow mask over its face. There's a rush of fear as Elijah is ushered forward. But then the mask is removed, the hood thrown back, and it reveals a mundane, not-so-scary woman. She takes a long look out at the child and smiles warmly. She then welcomes child in with open arms, enveloping them in robed arms. There's another flash. We see another familiar scene. Elijah, an adult now, at the assault on the spire, standing before the altar of the fates, swelling with green, radiant light, power overwhelming. Their shoulders are squared off against their adopted mother. They scream at her, accusing her, overwhelmed with the gut-wrenching pain of betrayal a scowl of pained defiance etched hard into their face under rivulets of tears, pushed beyond the limits of emotion. Their attractive features contort with rage as they raise their hands over their head, summoning all their arcane might to put a stop to this terror forever. Joa hurdles the immense, crackling arcane blast towards her, and it erupts across the room with immeasurable force. Time slows, It seems clear that anything in the Blast's path is destined to be annihilated. But then, Morrigan's eyes flare with white light, and the storm of energy reverses course, raging backwards, back towards Joa. There is a brief moment of surprise that quickly turns to panicked action as Joa throws up their hands to protect themselves right before they are engulfed and brutally smashed by the arcane expulsion. The crashing boom shakes the stone walls and seems to last for minutes before finally fading. Their body hits the ground hard, color draining from their face. The room and your surroundings begin to waver and dim. No! Morrigan, eyes wide with shock and fear, runs to the body of her grown child, her grown adopted child, who now lay dying by her own hand. She clasps a pendant around her neck and calls out between sobs, begging for help. She pleads with fate itself to spare her child and offers everything. The image fades, along with everything around you, to blackness for a moment. And you think the images are over. But then you look around and more images start to materialize child Elijah again, with breezy black hair cast over their eyes, hesitates fearfully outside their mother's room. Um, hey, 
Extractor Morrigan? The door opens, and we see a middle-aged woman with black hair, blemished skin, and a face stern and callous that melts with affection when she sees who it is. Remember, you can just call me Mother, if you want. They smile as a small black billy goat prances out and nudges the child inside. The child bashfully tells his new mother of a dream, where a monk at the spire returned from a pilgrimage with fatal wounds. She stares at the child for a moment, then smiles and shakes her head. No, no, it, it won't happen like that. I promise. And, and, and you know, because spire folk can see what's going to happen, right? That's right. Just like the birdheads, monks. Yes, monks. Just like they knew that I needed to come here. That my old mother needed to... They trail off, fidgeting with a ring on a string around their neck. The woman notices this. Yes, yes, Joa, my child. What happened to you and her was all part of Vale's plan. The Fates' plan. It may seem mysterious and sometimes even cruel to us mortals, but there is no fighting it. It was all meant to happen. It was fate. Oh, okay. Child is silent for a while. The woman speaks. That's why we spire folk are here. To make sure the gods are happy, so they plan nice things for us. But you let me know if you have any more dreams that feel funny, okay? Maybe one day you'll be able to see what we diviners can see. Until then, she kind of boops him on the nose, we're going to let you learn with the druids, okay? Does that sound good, my little blackbird? Oh, okay. Aw, why so glum? Are you afraid? N no. Maybe. A little. Do you remember what we do when we're scared to help us be brave again? Child looks up at her. We sing the little blackbird song. Extractor more. I, I mean, mother. I'm too old for the little blackbird song. Oh, but you have such a pretty voice. Just like the little blackbird. Come now. Make your mother happy. Yeah. And the two then sing a child's song together. It's like... Complete wah, with... wah. <laughs> 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 wah, wah, wah. No, but they, they do sing a child's song, complete with hand gestures that mimic a bird flying. Little blackbird leaves the nest, flaps his wings and tries his best, hits the ground, bumps his head, Mama blackbird helps him rest. The next day... Little blackbird in the sky, little blackbird flies so high. Bye bye, mom sings his song, has the whole world in his eye. And as Morgan sings that last part, the the cause, um, the yeah, the child Joa goes. Caw, caw, caw! 
And Morgan tickles them on the last part and they giggle. You see, there is no reason to be afraid. Remember what I told you. Our fates are bound now. And as she says this, an amulet depicting three eyes above a candle dimly glows against her breast. And I shall let no harm come to you, just as you shall let no harm come to me. Yes? I shall let no harm come to you of... Yes. Yes, mother. Well, that's good to hear. Come here. I love you, little one. And they hug tightly. And as you flash back, Crobin, you find yourself in a very different pagoda. You've kind of been spending a couple seconds here, here and there, but now that you're kind of standing there, all the color has drained from this world. It is kind of overcast in a gray twilight. Even the rainbow appears to be just shades of gray. Gross. There's not 50 of them. Uh, all the color seems to have been drained. And you can see the orb in the sky is deeply cracked with jagged canyons. It seems dull, empty. Elijah stares at you, and he looks at you with clarity. And he says, it's time to end the true nightmare once and for all. We can stop them. Does he see a, a flying galavan <laughs> swooping around? Yeah, as you, as you swoop in, he looks to you, and he looks to you, Grub, and he goes, one of your friends, I'm assuming? Because yeah, he's coming with us. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so are they. And I outstretch my arms, and all of the birds and chipmunks <laughs> fly to me, and they perch as you on my arms and on Joa <laughs> and all around us. As you outstretch your arms expectantly and look around, there are no birds or squirrels or any woodland critters around you anymore. Everything is eerily quiet. Can I perch on his arm? <laughs> Uh, yeah, for sure. You do. <laughs> you do. And he looks at you guys, cocks an eyebrow and goes, I can send you out now, I think. No, you're coming with us. I will follow. Of course, I, I'm going to do it, but I need to get you out first before I can get myself out. Oh, what a wonderful place, though. I was just beginning to enjoy it. I can fly anywhere. Gal this is wonderful. Gallo, we don't have time <laughs> <laughs> Galvin, we don't have time for this. Um, it's just a dream. You, Galvin, when you see me, it's like when you, if you look like right at me, you might see Crobin, but out of the corner of your eye, like if you're not looking What's right that? at me, I'm just white like guy? a white thing with like yellow eyes and like sometimes like a pulse of different colors and sort of like textures goes through me. And yeah, it's like, Ooh. yeah. What was uh, that movie, the Doctor Parnassus or whatever, when he's starting to go through all the forms? I was thinking of my octopus teacher. <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. Anyway, uh, I'm going to again try and take him, take them. I, I'm still a little confused as to what is happening on that front. Yeah, they go by them. Oh, okay. So let me just clear this up because you've referred to them as he and them at different times. Yes. He looks to you and he goes, "I am not Elijah." That is not my name. That name was made up for me by her. This whole world was all a lie. It was all a lie. Listen. He kind of yells to the heavens. She's got problems. It's true. She has been corrupted by whatever. 
powers they've offered her, but you were there in those memories. And I've, I've made similar mistakes to you. And um, I don't think you should take it out on her. It's the, it's the candle keepers. It's the candle keepers that, that have twisted everything. No, 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 no. On this, you are wrong. She took their power and she did with it what she wanted. What does she want? This is the sleepwalker, correct? Yeah. Yeah, catch <laughs> up here, Galavan. Okay, I'm trying. <laughs> I am Joa, the horror specs. Ah, I yes. don't even... I can't even imagine how long it must have been that I've been trapped in here. But now, thanks to you, I've remembered my life. You're welcome. I feel I can shake this if I... If I want to, I can shake this and break free. I want to break free. I'm going to send you out first, and I will follow. And then we're going to stop my mother. And as he says that, you lift up in the air and start glowing uh, against your will. And you rise up, 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 starting to leave the pagoda, flying up towards the cracked crystal sphere in the sky uh, as he holds his hand palm outstretched, facing you, willing you out. And as you start to fly away, you see him turn his attention away from you and start to approach a cliff at the edge of the waterfall, where you see there is a woman dressed all in black with a crow perched on her shoulder, staring out over the paradise. And he starts to approach her, coming up from behind. And as you all are just about to leave, you see the world start to crack open and reality itself of this world start to rip in half great tears in the fabric of space as everything around you is ripped apart everything goes black for you all anything for pete the duck <laughs> i love getting able being able to say that after Crowbin's <laughs> turns when like something crazy is happening and be like and what's the duck gonna do <laughs> Yeah, Pete the Duck is definitely going to continue to peck at Morrigan's eye. Excellent. And it's a huge Morgan, target, like it's the size of a basketball. Is a bunch Morgan of is, crows. Yeah, oh, that's Morgan right. is I now transformed into Morgan's three of crows. murders of crows. Um, then, great. This duck is bigger than a crow. This duck is going to grab one of those crows and slam it to the ground and quack attack it. All right. He flies over to the one resting on Elijah's body. Uh, actually, have him have him make it. Nah, yeah, I was going to say, he probably needs to roll a wisdom save anyway, because he's in the yellow light. Oh, shit. Let's just assume that bad roll was for that. Okay. So he cannot move. He dances in place in the air. He's doing the duck dance. It's like flap-a-flap, flap-a-flap. Going to flap to the left, going to flap to the right. Like and their butts That's jiggle exactly. like that, like duck butts, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Little duck butts. Shaking his tail feathers, absolutely. Sorry, can I just, I just want to clarify something because I don't want to like, yeah. be using the wrong pronouns like in a weird, like real world no, way. No, for sure. So, yeah, we all want to get those right. So in the story, you've used he for Joa and then they for Elijah. Um, yeah. Is that on purpose and, as part of the story or is that like they go by they, but you forgot? Like I. No, absolutely. That, that was done on purpose. Okay. That's uh, all I, I need to I know. Referred, I okay, guess, cool. I think. Okay, cool. I think that's all I need to know. 
I don't want to know extra about the plot is what I'm saying, but I want okay, to use no, the it's, correct it's, pronoun. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Uh, they go by they. Um, and they go by Joa. The reason I was saying he before was, uh, ironically, I didn't want to confuse you by like, and I didn't want to confuse you because I think Joa, when he was younger and the Joa you knew would probably have gone like, like in his younger days, he would have gone by he, Okay. Uh, but now older Joa or sorry, older, yeah, older Joa and the Elijah that you saw and sure. whatnot, uh, in his, in his old age, older age went by they. Mm, got it. Okay, great. Yeah. That, that's great. Yeah. That's it's, exactly what I want. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much. Yeah, for sure, man. Of course. Galavin. Yes. You open your eyes. You are laying, staring straight up at the uh, altar. No. Uh, you see the sleeping form of Joa nearby. Oh, okay. Hello. <laughs> Am I? How many hit points do I have? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, so you you are at you are stable. You are stunned. So you can you cannot move and you can speak falteringly. Okay, so that's what I'll say. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that sounds perfect. What you described was actually perfect. Whiskers. Yeah, Penn and I walk back into the cabin. And I'm like, hey, what's up? We're back. Um, those woods, <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of scary, no? What's going on with them? Oh, oh, oh. And the, the little girl runs up to you. You do not want to be out there. <laughs> uh, woods are kind of scary, you know? Um, we don't go into the woods. You're on another, uh, you're on another plane, my friend. And um, uh, you don't want to be out in the woods for long. Uh, if you do, you, you want to run. <laughs> you definitely want to get lost in those woods. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Miss wow. You got a long tail. Yeah, well, it helps me balance. Miss Old Fate, I've got a question wow. for you. Mm-hmm. She kind of trails from the loom over in the corner. Why can't you start doing the whole pen process of you know the future stuff with her well i (laughs) we could start but you're going to want to be here for it you're going to want to know and i don't want to have to repeat myself (laughs) so what you're saying is what are you saying i'm saying I don't want to have to repeat myself. There's quite a lot to it. Whiskers is going to slowly just knock his head against the wall repeatedly. <laughs> oh my. That's it. <laughs> is, he, is he always like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does kind of, yeah, sometimes, yeah, he does that. Oh my god. Anything for Igor? Oh yeah, baby. Igor is going to charge at the closest bird to him. Okay, there is a bird up on the vat of wax, so he can absolutely charge up there. And he's gonna charges up the staircase, claw at it, and say, "You stole my life from me." I forget how he talks. Yeah, it's like how that. Is it? You stole my life from me. You stole my life from me. He did not roll well. I remember. He rolled poorly. Oh no! What did he roll on the die? The two on the die. Oh no, in the purple zone, that's really not good. So as he runs up the staircase to the vat of hot wax and begins to 
try to steadily make his way over to the bird perched on the other side. He is moving a little too swiftly with fueled by rage and his feet slip out from underneath him and he falls into the vat of hot wax. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Is the last noise followed by bubbles as he sinks under. I think I just killed fucking Igor. Oh my, oh my god. god. Pietro. Pietro. Piero. Piero. Yeah, no. It is Piero. That's <laughs> making a joke. Oh, okay. You're making a joke. Okay. The crows uh, that were Morrigan all poof. And Morrigan appears in place of the one resting on Elijah. And she scans the room. And her eyes land on you, Roundry, and she begins to march over to you with sword and staff outstretched. She looks to you and she goes, I am really getting tired of all of this. And she begins to brandish the staff towards you to touch the orb right to your face. And she looks at it and she sees that the silver mist is no longer emanating from it. It is not cracked like in the dream world, but there is no mist coming from it. She looks at it with confusion and goes, Blast it all. And she then swings her sword at you, Roundry. Bring it. Ooh, she actually whiffs and misses. The light is too bright for her to use her shadow blade advantage. So she rolls a nine to hit, which means you bring your gun up at the last second and the, the shadow blade clings against it valiantly. And she grits her teeth and stares at you and goes, child, you know not what you do. I know everything. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Ask me any question. She just grits her teeth at that point. What do you do? <laughs> I That's your question. You. No, you don't. And then the crows descend on you, and they're going to try to peck at you. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. Uh, that hits. Rondry, the crows peck at you for four points of piercing damage. I use my Rodane power to block that damage. Yes! <laughs> uh, you swear you see. Because that would make me fall unconscious. Yikes, I had a feeling. You see a valiant knight in all gleaming white armor astride a unicorn come and repel the crow's attacks. That's my girl. Oh shit, did I forget that I had mine? Hey, you still have yours, Galvin. Y- you might still be able to use that. Ding. And at this point, Morrigan then uses her boss action to tap her staff on the ground. The light intensifies, and the difficulty level goes up once more. It is Penn's turn. Penn watches uh, Whiskers bang her head against, bang his head against the wall for a while. Whiskers, I'm going to go play with Clotho with the dolls over here. Um... She's just showing me some of her toys. I'm just going to go check them out. I rarely get to play with toys, so I'm just going to... And then she kind of sidles over to the fireplace as you continue to bang your head. It is back to the top of the round. Uh, Morgan is now going to use her lair action. She is going to fill the yellow light that you are in, Rondri, with the ominous purple light. So now the altar zone is purple, the middle zone is purple, and the entrance zone is inverted uh, black negative light. Rondri, it is your turn. Please make a charisma saving throw. Uh, this is magic, so I have advantage. Oh, that's probably some chase. Uh, 10. 
With a 10, that is not enough. Rondri, you feel as if you feel the world crumbling around you as Morrigan looms over you with her staff and sword. And you and her, you're in her face close together as she brings her blade down on your gun. And you see the shadow blade inching closer and closer towards your face. Getting, and you can just barely repel it. Your muscles are about to give way. Your legs feel as if they're about to give out. What do you do? I'm gonna shock and grasp her. Yeah. Right. Nice move. 11. Your gun discharges. Was it an 11 on the die or I'm guessing it was less? Oh yeah, it was a five on the die or six on the die. Rondri, your gun discharges, firing you backwards. <laughs> You take three lightning damage. Did you just decide that, or...? <laughs> uh, I rolled a d4. Because now I'm at one hit point. Wow. Wow. I figured a d4 of lightning damage was fair, unless you want to roll the damage. Am I uh, no, I, I'll take the uh, one hit point left. Alrighty. <laughs> you have one hit point left. Anything else? I'm going to cry. The I'm crows gonna... begin to circle you, Rondre, like carrion. Carrying my wayward son. Nice. Nice. When you are gone. There'll be crows when you are gone. Morgan stands up and looks down at you, her face twisting into a, a sneer, and she goes, I don't know what they've done, but it won't be enough. And she then lets loose from her staff a firebolt that shoots up at the tapestry separating the altar zone and the middle zone, setting it ablaze, causing it to fall to the ground, producing a long line of fire on fire tapestry, separating those two zones now. That was her lair action? That was her boss action, yes. Crobin, did you go down? No, you went down because you touched the orb. Yes, of course. Crobin, you open your eyes and you feel the cold stone of this dais and you are a bit confused at first, but you look up and you see the altar that uh, the body of the person you were sitting, you're standing right next to just a few seconds ago, uh, lay on the altar, asleep still. What do you do? Well, I don't pick my head up while I'm looking around. I'm just like moving my eyes around, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, sure. And I see, and of course, the, one of the first things I do is look for Joa. I'm not expecting to come back to a good scene. Right, uh, yeah, and you don't. Goal right now. Joa lays on the altar. Joa does, Morgan Joa stands over Rondri. Uh, he's not moving yet, no. Um, well, if they're not moving, then I have one more idea. And okay. I'm going to look to see where Morgan is in relation to me. Is Morgan's back to me? Uh, Morgan's back is to you. She's glaring down at Rondri, who's kind of cowering, um, kind of pushed down a little on the floor. And they're in my zone? Oh, uh, they are in your zone, yeah. I'm going to use my bonus action to stealth. Perfect. Before you do that, please roll a charisma saving throw for the for the purple light that pervades your being. 19. 19. Yes, baby. The, the light does not affect you. You bonus action to stealth. Roll that okay. stealth, baby. 24. 24. Yeah, you feel yeah. very well hidden. I'm going you to... You could move stealthily if you wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to... That's what I'm doing. I'm moving stealthily okay. towards cool. Morgan. And then mm -hmm. uh, a thin wire pokes out of the sleeve of my shirt. And I whip it around. Oh, wait a second. This is not what I said I wanted to do. 
Ah, fuck it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll protect Rondri. I'm very confused. Just so you all know, I'm very confused about the relationship between Joe and his mom right now and who's actually responsible. But I got to protect my boy Rondri. So, yep. Whoosh, I, I uh, wrap this cable around her neck and I pull. That's my garage. Can you remind me how that works? On a hit, target takes 1d4 slashing damage and is grappled. Until the grapple ends, the target cannot breathe and is choking. Uh, okay, addition, so you make an attack roll against her yeah, with your dex mod. With my dex mod, but it's a strength uh, is the for modifier damage. for damage. Okay, cool. And it's a big boy roll. The 19 on the die. Nice. Uh, and that is a 24 total to hit. Okay. Please hit. Please don't have some crazy shield. As you go to throw your garrote, you are as silent as the night. You can, she knows she doesn't see you. You, you were coming up behind her with your oh garrote out. You slowly start to entwine it. You start to bring it up and over her. You wrap the garrote around Morgan's neck, Roger. Yeah. You see sneak it up from behind. <laughs> right around her neck. Awesome. Roll for damage. Uh, it's not a big damage. <laughs> It's going to be, I rolled min damage, but that's still four damage. And now she nice. is grappled and choked. It's, it's actually plus one, your strength it's one damage. Okay. Get her away from me. If I still have movement left, I will move away from Rondri with her. Uh, you do still have just enough movement. Um, Rondri is on the other side of Morrigan. So you where do you want to move? Uh, I'm going to back up towards the altar, toward Joa. Yep. And cool. I'm going to yell yeah. to Rondri, get the orb! Get the orb! Also, I think I'm also right now, if you look at me, I am just like nakedly a changeling. I'm that wow. like... Oh, shit. You know, gat, like you don't recognize me. Cool. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, you back up the steps uh, that lead to the dais and you call that to Rondri and Morgan coughs and sputters from the garroting against her neck and claws at it. Uh, briefly, and in that moment, two things happen. One, you all, Crobin and Galavan, you all hear a sharp intake of breath from the sleeping figure of Joa next to you. Forget about the orb! Forget, <gasps> forget about the <sighs> And you see Joa, Crobin, uh, Joa kind of looks over to you and, and makes eyes with you and then looks over and surveys the scene playing out uh, with Morgan standing over Rondri. And then, from the far, far entrance zone, you all hear a voice call out, Arc Extractor! I have waited a long, long time for this. And you see an old, bird-headed monk silhouetted in firelight through through much fire standing in the entrance to the altar of the fates holding a silver sigh up in one hand and he begins to bend his knees and leap up into the air flapping his arms taking flight shooting like a bullet across the room as a reaction can I throw him his other silver sigh Yes. I do that. The side goes tumbling through the air. You don't even need to roll a check for it. It's destiny, baby. It's fate. That's where we'll call it for today. Oh my gosh. 
All right. So dope. Oh, oh my god, you yeah. guys, I can't fucking believe oh my gosh. that this battle's still going. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, this is not just I think this is a new though. podcast record. This is I mean it's, it's true, it's a lot. Though. It's way more battle. than just a battle. Yeah, those flashes Story. were like yeah, story. Yeah, that's true. This is that's how true. a battle should be, dude. I'm loving this shit. One hit point. I've I can't believe that. Dude. I was like, I was like, I don't want him to take his full shocking grasp. That seems cruel. I'm just gonna roll a d4, and that's the like discharge damage. I can't believe I got a fucking three. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you so much. Please, if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe, rate, review. It helps us reach new people, which is what we want more than anything, more than life. If you write a review, we will give you a shout out. We might name a character in the world after you. Tell a friend. Tell a D&D playing friend. Tell a D&D playing enemy. We don't care. Guys, we have a tip jar. It is ko-fi.com, ko-fi.com, slash mqbd. Please, if you want to throw some cashola our way, do so at the link is in the description. So please do that if you want. Uh, or on any of our social media pages, you can find it. We have shout outs. We want to hit these shout outs, guys. Shout out number one, McCarthy. McCarthy wrote us a review on iTunes. Thank you so much, McCarthy. We really appreciate it. It was a dope review. Thank you very much. Uh, our other shout out is Only Matt Ever. Only Matt Ever gave us an Instagram shout out and top on his Spotify. He said, oh, we're nice. the top of his Spotify. That's what that note means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So we came up on his uh, playlist for 2020. That's amazing. Nice. Hell Thanks, yeah, man. only Matt ever. Thanks so much, man. We, uh, I'm assuming, man, but I don't know. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you guys seriously so much. We're trying to wrap things up quickly here because it's late for us wee little boys. Thank you, Eric DeLong, for writing the music. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah Paul, for editing this Ooh. show. Ooh, and for singing guys, that little song. Uh, speaking of singing little songs, guys, we can't sing our whittle song anymore. Please sing us a whittle song under a minute long in length, uh, hopefully inspired by the podcast or something, and we will put it at the end of our show. We need a new song, and we want your showcase to showcase your music. Guys, I'm passing out. Uh, thank you so much. If you want to <laughs> ask us a question or talk to us, do it at Magic West Boys on Twitter and Instagram. Use our hashtag MQBD. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next time to find out what the hey happens. See you then.